0: Amy Erickson from Cambridge Innovation Center Venture Cafe. You handle so many of their programs and events. I'm so thrilled to have you here on the ROI and you career success tips show. Thank you so much for making the time. I'm super pumped to talk about this topic of being a successful student and then hitting some walls when you enter into the workplace. But first, I like to start with what's a quick tip that you might have for someone who's just getting into the job market or maybe career transitioning, might not know about everything changes so quickly. It's always a good different answer that comes out every time I ask this question.
1: Yes, I'm going to be boring and say optimize and use LinkedIn. Connect okay. with people, even if you've only met them a little tangentially a while ago, send them real, true, honest messages. And if they work for a company that you're interested in working for, don't be afraid to reach out and say, hey, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to work at XYZ company. Could we just have a quick call? I'd love to just hear what it's like. Remember that culture of a company is the most important factor in deciding whether or not to take a position. And so getting to know people that work there already and hearing what they love about their job or about their company can be a real boost. But it can also help you kind of secure that interview. If somebody gives you just that warm introduction to the hiring manager, it's a huge help.
0: That's a really great tip. Has LinkedIn or how you use LinkedIn evolved at all since
1: COVID? There are so many people lately that I know almost exclusively through LinkedIn. Every time somebody messages me or connects with me on LinkedIn, I do try to respond. And I do try to get to meet them either on a Zoom call or, you know, through an email. So we have some kind of connection, but there, I think there's a lot of people right now looking at LinkedIn as the way to network outside of their current people that they work with every day. A lot of networking events have been canceled. A lot of outside engagements are over, are done. They're not happening right now, but LinkedIn is there for all of us. Many great ways that you can engage I've given a lot of
0: LinkedIn talks, especially to recent grads and current students on how they can engage people without being creepy, because
1: there's a trick to it. I do encourage anybody that's watching, if you want to um, connect with me on LinkedIn, I'd love to meet you and see what you're working on and um, see if I can support you in any way.
0: You have such a great network too. That's another great tip is connecting with someone like Amy or myself, then give you access to to our networks so that you can, you know, tap in. It's going to render so many more results when you're searching on LinkedIn and create a possibility to connect with people. I'm close
1: to 6,000 contacts on LinkedIn. I'm not quite there yet, but I, I, I'm i over a thousand. Yes, definitely connect, connect with us. And the other piece to, to connecting on LinkedIn is Make sure that you have an up-to-date picture. Like all of these things I'm sure are in Fox. Really make it you. I love that you can now put your pronouns in. You can make yourself very like open and available as you need to be. The open to work
0: tag. I've seen that you can do a quick video instead of just a simple headshot. So that that could be fun too. I haven't explored that yet, but maybe someday soon. Something to do. Something else to do. That's the challenge, right, is all these different things. But tell us a little bit about your background, Amy, and and your job and what you're doing right
1: now at Venture Cafe. So this is the tricky part. Cambridge Innovation Center and Venture Cafe came to Providence at the same time. I actually don't work for Cambridge Innovation Center. I work for a nonprofit called Innovation Studio. We were very closely partnered with Cambridge Innovation Center with CIC Providence for a long time. CIC actually paid us to run the Venture Cafe program out of. They are going to renew that Venture Cafe program that will come back at some point in the near future. They are currently hiring for a team. So if anybody's out there looking, you can find job positions for Venture Cafe Providence, in addition to Venture Cafe Cambridge, actually, if you're thinking about Boston area. There are Venture Cafes all over the world. They're opening a new one in Monterey, Mexico. Now nine cities around the world. So fantastic opportunities to Engage with your colleagues around the world. So you can engage with colleagues in Tokyo and Sydney and Rotterdam, Warsaw, soon to be Mexico, and really be part of that global network. Um, right now, Innovation Studio is in strategic planning mode. We are really reengaging and thinking about our why, who do we serve, and why do we serve them the way we do. And so our focus is on, and has been for a long time, helping people, anyone with an idea to create the business that they want. If you want to own your own business, if you are entrepreneurial, if you want to be the best restaurant in Providence or the best salon in Warsaw, we can help you get there. A lot of what I fully believe in is that it's not really fair to say my network is my net worth because it, that, that's based on who you are personally. Um, and so I say my network is your net worth. If you need connections to somebody or some program or some client base, or you just need to talk through an idea, that's what I'm here for. And that's what I do every day. My, reason for doing my current role is because it gives me the opportunity to meet new people all the time to help them engage in deep conversations about their dreams their ideas their goals and then to help them connect with the resources they need to grow whether that's a person or a financial institution or the right market that's where we sit as an organization and that's what I do as an individual within that organization. I know a lot of
0: recent grads and emerging professionals are interested in starting their own businesses. I'm just curious, percentage-wise, like how quickly would you recommend that they do that as opposed to getting a job initially?
1: So when I graduated from college many years ago, there was not the Affordable Care Act. And so my mother who is a very intelligent woman said you have to get a job right away because your health insurance is going to expire and we can't cover you anymore. Now, from what I understand, most young people are covered until they're 26. Mm -hmm. So if you have that great idea, if you're ready, like you feel like I want to take this on. And if you have a way to live, if you're, you know, working at a Starbucks or you're making sandwiches at Subway. Yeah. That, that, job that can just sustain you personally so that you can afford to pay your rent. You can maybe have fun with your friends when needed. You can eat. All good things. Go for it. Connect with people who are in the industry that you're interested in and engage with them. Now, if you're more on the conservative side like I am, and you're terrified to lose health insurance, There are plenty of great organizations that can help you be entrepreneurial without being an entrepreneur. You can engage in self-directed projects. You can learn and grow within your organization, but get those benefits. So for me, I'm like, I'm the first person to cheer on everyone that's so brave and ready to start their own business. Someday, I, I hope that In the next 10 years or so, I can feel that bravery too. I I commend everybody that's, I'm ready to start. I want to do this and I'm going to do it now because it's now or never. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that's great advice. And One theme that's come up in, I've done about 50 of these interviews, that's come up often is that there's windows of opportunity, let's say, that. When you're bringing up a new one, that hey, when you can be, when you can get health insurance on your own without needing an employer up until age 26, that's a great opportunity, great window. And I would say probably not to start a whole idea from scratch right when you graduate. Would have thought about it earlier on, or to maybe join a startup, maybe have one or two partners where you are key. Person in contributing to that organization, it doesn't need to be your idea to get on that roller coaster ride.
1: Yes, exactly. Especially if you are in schools outside of the East Coast, but many East Coast schools right now have entrepreneurship programs. Um, some of them are certificate programs or minors. Um, I believe some of them you can major in entrepreneurship, but you can always take some of those courses and meet people that are yeah. thinking about their own ideas because. For many of the the founders that I work with that are very young, under twenty five, under twenty six um, age range, a lot of them started as class projects, or they started as ideas that maybe one member of their founding team had convinced all the rest of the team members. This is how we can solve it, and then they went through an entrepreneurship accelerator within their university or college, which was wildly helpful. There are also high school programs now. We're living in 2021. You you can almost start a career right out of high school. There are fantastic, successful students who have done so um, and who then work at that part-time while they're going to college or while they're going to university or maybe um, doing other things, but really get that job up and running or that, that business up and running while learning and embracing their Relative free time of being a young adult.
0: Yes, relative free time. And that was another thing too, is that you have young kids, so
1: I'm sure that takes up a big part of your focus. They have a a baby and they're like, okay, now's the time I'm going to start a career. And I, I, they want to build their own schedules. They want to work with the clients they want to work with. And that gives them that opportunity to do. Oh, definitely. There's so many different paths. When you decide that you're going to
0: become an entrepreneur, you can test out your own advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm probably finding it all bad. No, you have lots of great advice to give, particularly. So I love this idea of because I would say that I fell into this category, too. I was a really good student. I wasn't the top student. I was not a valedictorian, but I was good at going to school. And I was actually good at going to school and I ran the student newspaper. So I had 40 unpaid staff and we put out a weekly newspaper, which was pretty good considering that there was only about 3,000 students at the college. I'm curious to hear your advice you're giving recent grads and emerging professionals who maybe are struggling after having been a successful student. There's that feedback loop, right, as a student that you don't get. Necessarily in the workplace?
1: I am, I am an amazing student. I, I, it took me a long time to admit that without feeling ashamed, but I, I am a great test taker. To be fair, tests are written for people from a middle class background who are generally speaking white, but I excelled at taking tests, at going to school. I went through grad school. It was fantastic. I loved it. I loved every moment of what I was doing then i got a job and i had a couple of really pretty good successes in my life but i tried to be the director to be that career person in charge to have a team under me and i tried it twice in a row and from both jobs i was fired um and it hurt <laughs> in some ways it was uh devastating i i had two, two jobs that i loved i had teams under me that I loved. I had responsibilities and events that I was planning and just really fantastic opportunities to share the beauty of the, the work that my organization was doing. But you know what? I'm okay. I failed. And I I got up. <laughs> I look for the next job. I failed again. I got up and I found that, Devastated anymore because I found that the right position for me and a lot of that comes down to two things it comes down to company culture which as I said before is the most important aspect when you're looking for a job if the culture is the right fit even if you are unsure if you can do the job you will be able to do the job because the culture will be there to support you the people and the organization will be behind you Two shows ago, we had one of my more
0: recent interns who actually quit. I don't think that she was on a path to get fired, but she quit because it was just going very negatively. And she had been there a few months and realized the culture is not good. And fortunately, she had lined up another opportunity that she got just because she's skilled at digital marketing. And she was actually posting on Instagram just herself as a person, as a customer. And they approached her and said, hey, we want to hire someone to manage our marketing. So she landed that job. I can't wait to have another follow-up call with her to see how things are going because she was so excited about the opportunity. She loves the brand and she has all these skills that she can bring that she honed. She basically helped get all of the Newport Interactive Marketing events, all that marketing done and how much work goes into doing an event. But also then Getting back to your point about having been a good student, my longest-serving intern, uh, Maya, we spoke last week. She's also an excellent student and decided to keep on. And she's in grad school. She was really looking forward to launching her career. Cultural fit is really important. It saves a lot of agony. Maya talked about, in that episode, she talked a lot about her system for how she's going to identify culture and really take a quantitative approach to it. So that she is focusing on the bright companies, which I thought was a really interesting way. Then we spun it into a little research project that hopefully she can get one of her professors to to back her on. But
1: cultural fit, I think, is just so huge. At the end of the year, we're all looking back at what we've done this year. The reasons why we stayed with our current companies. For most of us, it is culture. It's the intangible. I would love to see her research, though, and how she's going to quantify culture because exactly. I have not figured that out yet and would love to dive into that. I love to connect you when she puts it together.
0: We just brainstormed it after the call. Yeah. I said, oh, it'd be interesting if you could turn that into a project and save herself a ton of time. What are some other pitfalls that you find in trouble spots how to overcome? I was a really great student and now I'm maybe struggling
1: in the workplace. I graduated with my undergrad. I did two years of AmeriCorps and then a year of comparative service. It was a full-time job. I got a salary, but I was running a mentoring program for children of prisoners. And um, so then after those three years of break, I, I went back to grad school and I got my master's degree in history, thinking that I was the, um, does Ken Robinson say I was the the quintessential brain? Like my body existed just to carry my head around um, because I was I wanted to be a university professor who existed to create more university professors. After two years of grad school, I was like, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I want to have yeah. a family. I want to have a career. I want to make money instead of continuing to add to my student loans. And so I I started working. My first professional job. I had fantastic mentors. It was a wonderful position. But, and it was a wonderful culture. It was a great company. I stayed there for three years, but I was so focused all the time on my job title. And I never found satisfaction in what I was learning because I was always, I want to be a manager or I want to be a director. Um, And from there, I dove right into a director role. I became the development director for a very small organization had a couple of successful events and then was fired (laughs) Um, and a lot of that was the culture I was not being supported in the way I wanted to be and kept pointing it out it became an issue a long-standing issue and I you know was fired I left that position I went to work for a different organization a mission-based nonprofit with a mission that I loved and I still love And had a very similar experience where I was putting out what I thought was great work, but was not getting what I thought I needed. And because I thought I needed XYZ and the organization felt like I should be able to provide for myself or Mm -hmm. take care of, handle XYZ, I was ultimately let go from that position as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was devastating. From there, I actually... I had to continue to look for work, but I, I took some time and I just picked up what I thought was just like a quick contractor role, a couple of months, plan a few prep events for Venture Cafe as it starts to come down to Rhode Island, you know, just manage the budget and make sure that the vendors are all the right place, line up a few speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the right fit. <laughs> I felt I don't have any business experience. I don't have an entrepreneurial experience, but what I do is I love to listen to people talk and share their story. And for the last, what, three years now, I've been in the position where I get to listen to incredibly intelligent people, incredibly passionate people share what they're working on. And I love
0: love it. it. The average tenure in the development department is, I think, 18 months. It's not unusual experiences you had and nonprofits in general are challenging. It's interesting. There's a TED talk that's old that talks about why are we asking people to take pay cuts to work for nonprofits? We need the best minds working to solve our biggest problems. You're supposed to feed yourself on the mission. I also am very involved with the nonprofit that I started. So I see both sides. Nonprofits present a lot of great opportunities, especially for emerging professionals. But I would also say that the culture there is really important, board will change. It's all very shifting as opposed to working for a larger organization that are more established. Big ships move slow, turn slower. It's really good to talk about this because I don't think that these conversations necessarily happen. One of my professors, who taught all the journal, journalism classes was really great about bringing in speakers. We had top journalists in Boston, come in and and talk about what to expect so that you have a good sense of where you're at when you're graduating and you don't walk into something and say, oh, I didn't realize that I was going to have to work 4 a.m. to noon or midnight to eight, Um, which which happens in in journalism. It's a 24-hour news cycle. You got to love it in order to work those shifts. There are other opportunities, too. You can work for a magazine. You can work for a weekly but just to understand what's really out there.
1: Yeah, I would never, I cannot say, oh, don't go work for nonprofits. I I do fully recommend if that's the role you want. And especially if you want to be in a position like branding, design, marketing, PR for a nonprofit, make sure that it's a mission and a culture that feeds you. Because unfortunately, the pay scale, the hours are long and at the end of the day if you're the public face of an organization or you're like a really uh key member in building that brand there are going to be people that feel like it's something that they can tear down um Mm -hmm. it hurts sometimes yeah because you love it and not because you want to be rich <laughs> that's a really good point. What's come up in these
0: conversations is if you're looking to build out your portfolio, that doing a project for a nonprofit can be a great way to do that. RYNU is designed to be a, a digital marketing career launcher with all my college classes, that I pair students and cohorts with organizations, most often nonprofits or startups, to to unpack to come up with a strategy that a lot of these organizations do not have time to do. Students are doing really great work for these organizations that they don't have time, they're so busy with operations. The other piece is that the students working as a cohort have the opportunity to not only learn, but apply skills. And this is something that came up in last week's show. It's great to do all these Google certifications, but are you really learning it or are you just ticking the boxes? So we try to match cutting edge knowledge, working with experts, working with real brands, walking out with portfolio pieces. When you go to the interviews that we match you up with, you have things that you can talk about. You don't have to answer weird questions like, what's your favorite color? Because they want to sit down and see the work that you've done. And you can talk about that work and what are some of the challenges
1: and what the results were, which is what any interviewer really wants to know. Nonprofits are so grateful for that kind of support because most nonprofit leaders recognize that they want to market. They want to share their story. Um, But as you said, they either don't have the time themselves or they don't have the resources to hire somebody to do it for them. And a lot of them want to. They want to hire somebody to be their full-time marketing person. They want to um, pay that person a fair wage. They want to give them everything they need to grow and learn in their career. But the way that World views nonprofits is it's very backwards right now, and it's something that I, I hope is changing. Is there another quick tip as we wrap up that you would want to give
0: for the successful student? What would you tell your younger self in starting out from a successful
1: school career and then into the workforce? Somebody told me once to be human to humans. Every person in this world is enough. They are enough to change the world and to be amazing. And so you need to internalize this and remember that you are enough. You can change the world just as you. You have all the skills and the resources and the assets that we need as a world, but so is every person that you meet. So just remember, you might be having a hard day. They might be having a hard day, but just be human because you never know.